Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Retina Synthesis. Today, we have Dr. David Lally, who is Director of Research at New England Retinal Consultants in Springfield, Massachusetts. David, welcome back to Retina Synthesis. Thanks so much, Carmen, for having me back. I'm excited uh, to talk about APX 3330 today. So APX 3330 is an agent, a drug for the treatment of diabetic retinopathy taken orally. So what's the pathophysiology of this drug? Sure. So yeah, this is a first-in-class oral medication, and it blocks REF1. And REF1 is a transcription factor regulator. So um, by inhibiting REF1, you block the activation of both HIF1-alpha and NF-kappa-B, and that leads to reduced levels of both VEGF and inflammation back to a normal physiological state. This drug was initially developed by Dr. Mark Kelly at the University of Indiana, and it's been very well studied previously in other conditions such as um, hepatitis and solid tumors. And the safety of this drug was found to be very good in those trials with really only a mild rash as the potential side effect. So how does it work in diabetic retinopathy? Yeah, so the fact that it can reduce VEGF levels and inflammation and that it had a really good safety profile in those initial studies in hepatitis and solid tumors, it really made diabetic retinopathy, it seemed like a good target uh, for this therapy. What was the trial that you recently reported on? Yeah, the trial, so the, the trial is called the Zeta-1 trial, and this is the first time that this drug's been studied for an ocular disease. And the Zeta-1 trial was a phase two randomized double mass placebo-controlled trial, and it looked at APX3330 um, in subjects who had moderately severe to severe NPDR or mild PDR. So we're talking about DRSS scores of 47, 53, and 61. And those patients, they were randomized in the one-to-one -one fashion to receive either this oral APX3330 at a 600 milligram dose daily or a placebo pill that was taken orally daily uh, for 24 weeks. And the primary outcome was the percent of subjects with a two-step or greater improvement on the DRSS score at week uh, 24. So this is the, the typical primary endpoint that um, is used for past uh, uh, therapies that have been FDA approved for diabetic retinopathy. How many patients were enrolled? Yeah, so a total of 103 subjects were randomized across 25 sites in the United States. So the vision in these patients was good. It had to be better than 2063. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Because one of the enrollment criteria was that at baseline, the CS, the central retinal thickness could not be greater than 320 microns. So we specifically were not looking, this was not looking at diabetic macular edema eyes. And we wanted eyes with good visual acuity. Um, and one of the reasons we did is that if, if patients have uh, significant diabetic macular edema at baseline, and that edema worsens during the trial, then often we can't sit 
and let that diabetic macular edema be untreated for six months as the patient's getting blurrier. So we would have to treat those patients with anti-VEGF drugs. So, and that would confound the results of what this therapy could do uh, for diabetic retinopathy. So vision threatening complications studied as well? They were absolutely. Yep. Yep. So there were, there were many secondary uh, and exploratory outcomes. So we looked at vision threatening complications. We looked at both ocular and systemic side effects uh, over time. We also looked for any signs that this therapy could be helping any other parts of the body. So one of the nice things about an oral therapy is that it potentially could have off-target uh, treatment effects that could be beneficial to the patient. Um, so we looked at things like the kidney function of the patient as well. So what was the primary endpoint results? Yeah, so the, the result in the Zeta-1 trial, the uh, APX3330 did not meet its primary endpoint in those percent of subjects who had two-step or greater improvement of the DRSS scores at week 24. And what we saw was that in both the APX3330 and the placebo group, 8% uh, of those subjects in both groups had a two-step or greater improvement. However, in phase uh, two trials, we are often learning about the drug's potential efficacy for the very first time in vivo. And often we can see other efficacy signals that can redirect our development plans when we go into phase three. And the Zeta-1 trial might be one of these instances because interestingly, we did see an efficacy signal when we looked at the change in the binocular DRSS scores. And so binocular DRSS score is something we're not typically accustomed to looking at. And this is calculated by the sum of each eye's DRSS change together. So if one eye improved two steps and the other eye improved one step, then the binocular DRSS change would be an improvement of three steps. And so when we looked at this change in binocular DRSS score at week 24, we saw that zero uh, of the APX3330 subjects developed a binocular three-step or greater DRSS worsening. And that was in contrast to the placebo group where 16% of those uh, placebo subjects developed a three-step or greater binocular DRSS change. And so what we learned was that APX3330 may have more of an ability to stabilize diabetic retinopathy disease as opposed to improve it. So what what's the word on progression? Yeah, so you know, you know when we thought about this result, it, it made a lot of sense to us when we really think about APX's mechanism of action where unlike an intravitreal injection that will drop the VEGF level to virtually zero in the eye, you know, APX3330 is not squashing the VEGF level in the eye, but rather we think it's bringing it back to a normal physiological uh, level within the eye. And that's because it's a transcription factor regulator. And so this drug may not be able to reverse like a moderate NPDR or mild PDR, 
but it may be able to prevent worsening of the diabetic retinopathy over time. And, you know, when we go back and look at that primary endpoint, which was not met in the trial, we use the typical FDA approvable endpoint for registration trials for diabetic retinopathy, which is that two-step or more improvement. And, you know, I think a lot of that decision was because that's the common known path to FDA approval. Um, but, but the prevention of diabetic retinopathy progression is also a valid primary endpoint according to some previous remarks by the FDA. And an oral pill is quite different from an intravitreal injection, right? Uh, you know, as an oral therapy will treat both eyes simultaneously while an intravitreal injection does not. And our patients experience the world through both eyes. And so, you know, when studying systemic therapies, we should be thinking about looking at the treatment effects of both eyes when, when we're looking at what the value of that treatment is to our patient. What about vision-threatening complications? Yeah, we saw that they were similar between the groups. So the rates were incredibly low. Um, uh, so there was no difference in terms of uh, that happening. And those rates were incredibly low. And again, the reason being is that it's a 24-week trial. The majority of the eyes had moderate NPDR. And like we mentioned earlier, uh, they did not have any significant diabetic macular edema at baseline. So what's the next step? Yeah, so the next step is now is an end of phase two meeting is planned with the FDA later this year, where they will discuss the binocular DRSS change to see if it can be a valid primary endpoint for the registration trial. You know, I'll also make a comment on the safety because with any oral therapy, you know, the safety is incredibly important you know, to be looking at. And we actually saw in the Zeta-1 trial that APX3330 was very safe. In fact, um, we saw that there was um, higher rates of, uh, of um, treatment-related adverse events in the placebo arm as compared to the APX33 uh, arm. And really when we look at the side effects of APX3330 that were attributable to the drug, there was a small risk of developing rash. And that was similar to what was seen um, in the previous non-ocular studies. And those rashes were mild, I should say, and they were self-limiting and none of those patients needed to stop therapy. So, so it looks like we have a safe drug here uh, and it looks like we have something that might be able to prevent progression. And, uh, and, so, and so really at this point, we're really waiting on the FDA in the end of phase two meeting to see if the FDA will permit the binocular DRSS change as a valid primary endpoint for their registration trial. So this seems to be positioned for patients early in the diabetic retinopathy disease course. Absolutely. You know, you know, current standard of ther therapy for moderate NPDR, the majority of us, you know, you can treat it with anti-VEGF injections to keep the retinopathy from progressing over time. And it is, you know, those therapies are FDA approved for the treatment of diabetic uh, retinopathy. But in clinical practice, the majority of us are not injecting eyes with moderate NPDR. And that's because of the treatment burden for the patient. And a lot of these patients are at the age where they're working and to come to our office and have an injection in their eye every few months, 
uh, is not really a path that the majority of them want to follow. So, you know, I think it's really a change in kind of thinking about diabetic retinopathy. I think we're so used to with our anti-VEGFs have been so excellent and we're, we're so accustomed over the last 10 years of studying these anti-VEGF injections in eyes and we're seeing diabetic retinopathy scores improve. This is really a change of thinking of, of really, can we treat patients earlier? And we don't really need to make them get better if they have moderate NPDR because they're seeing okay. It's really about just preventing them from going uh, from progression to PDR where they can have a vision threatening complication later on. Well, this is certainly an intriguing result. And let's help the, the FDA lets us go to the next step because preventing disease is something that is quite important. 100% agree with you, Carmen. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us again.